Welcome to Machine Learning, How the World Works. Why are black holes, discovery of black holes, becoming so important, important to the electric universe proponents? There are a few reasons. One is that the black hole seems to defy the law of physics as we understand them. For example, black holes are thought to be incredibly dense objects with very strong gravitational pull, but they also have a very high temperature and emit a lot of radiation. This contradicts our understanding of gravity, which says that an object with a strong gravitational pull should be cold. Another reason is that black holes are thought to be surrounded by an event horizon. This is a region of space for which nothing can escape, not even light. This goes against our current understanding of the universe, which says everything is made of particles that can move around freely. Lastly, black holes are thought to be the center of galaxies, but according to the electric universe theories, galaxies are actually electrically powered systems. So if black holes are the center of galaxies, it would mean they're powering them, which goes against our current understanding. One other feature in the electric universe is that if they are the center, if black holes are thought to be powering galaxies or even at the center of some of the galaxies as, as uh, is thought to in the Milky Way. And if that, if that uh, star, I think it's a star, a large star uh, caught in a Z pinch that's blocking the photons from escaping, also has power, uh, powerful jets that are emitting plasma or X-ray or, and gamma radiation. And, and so it's incredibly hot, emissions are coming out. And if it was gravity, why is there plasma escaping out those jets? And why is uh, there high emissions of radiation um, if it is not electrical event? So the, uh, an electrical, electrical current uh, creating a strong gravitational field uh, where the jets are, are escaping along the outer portions of the cylinder, of the electromagnetic cylinder. Okay, so let's take a case in point, Cygnus X1. It's a black hole. The density of the star was so great that light particles and stellar matter from the blue star giant could not escape. Cygnus was spinning at speeds half the speed of light. So the light is 186,000 miles per second squared. Um, the matter and gases swirling around Cygnus were a fixed distance from the star, regardless of the spin velocities. Now, that's on the surface, it sounds, well, so what? Well, if you take a, a string and a ball and you spin it, it would suggest that there is some container that is holding the uh, gases within the, a Cygnus for, at a certain distance. Because if you spin faster, the idea of centrifugal force would mean that it should be expanding its uh, diameter, but it's not. So it's a fixed distance regardless of the spin velocity. So centrifugal force does not seem to be affecting its distance from the star. The speed of the swirling gases cause it to glow. The black hole also has two bipolar jets. Again. Uh, you have the Z pinch in the center, it's blocking the photons from escaping. You have um, 
a strong electromagnetic tunnel, and we're seeing the, the uh, uh, where the current is coming in, for, forming that electromagnetic tunnel and around the star, and the bipolar jets on both sides um, are ejecting out plasma and gamma radiation or x-rays. Gravity cannot explain the shape of the jets. That's a mystery. The tunnel itself is electromagnetic, implying that there must be strong currents that are moving through the universe that's creating that field. And the strong electromagnetic fields prevent the plasma from escaping around the star. High-powered current was striking the plasma, causing it to emit x-rays and gamma rays. So you've got a, you've got a containment field at the Z-pinch, electromagnetic field at the Z-pinch, and strong current hitting the plasma causing x-rays to emit at the bipolar jets. The electromagnetic film in space spans many light years. In fact, it can span hundreds of light years. The current compression at Cygnus Cygnus, like a Z-pinch in the arc reactor. The Z-pinch, combined with the space filament or twist of the space filaments, create the extreme heat to form a quasar. The electrons were stripped away, leaving only neutrons in a black hole with a eight solar mass. I don't know technically if the electrons were stripped away and there are only neutrons. Um, I don't know how we know that it's just pure neutrons other than we assume that it has to have a certain gravitational pull. So, for example, a spoonful of neutron star would have the, the mass of a billion, a hundred billion tons or something of, in that nature. And so we say, well, in order to get that gravitational pull, it has to be neutrons because nothing with a proton would have that kind of force. Um, but... It, by definition of a black hole, it would be a neutron star or quasar, and it'd have a half between eight to ten solar masses. Um, there is an interesting Wikipedia article called "The Berkeley Current," and it was originally uh, designed discovered by studying the geomagnetic fields connecting the Earth to the magnetosphere in the Earth's high-latitude ionosphere. In the magnetosphere, the currents are driven by solar wind and interplanetary magnetic field. In actuality, I think that that's incorrect. I think the magnetosphere is the result of a current, electromagnetic field that extends from the Earth and to the, uh, from the Sun to the Earth, and there is a Berkeley current that's twisting Maybe it's in pair. Uh, a lot of times the, these currents twist in pairs and it um, is impacting the ionosphere around the North Pole and creating the aurora borealis, which I've talked about in the past. Um, in the high latitude ionosphere, the Berkeley currents close to the region of the auroral, auroral electrojet jet which flows perpendicular to the local <coughs> magnetic field in the ionosphere. So they provide a map, and they show you that there's two regions. There's a region one, 
and then there's a region two. And then there's the Pedersen currents that flow over Canada and somewhere around Maryland or so, region one comes in and somewhere around Alaska, uh, region one, uh, well, see, region one comes in around Alaska and then it exits around probably Hudson Bay or in, in somewhere in that area. It's difficult to tell. Uh, so you can see the latitudes. So on the 80th latitude. Okay. So the Pedersen currents are known. And as a result, you have um, the Hall currents. And, and, it, and probably these currents affect the jet streams or the weather on Earth. It's real interesting. I've never heard anyone make that connection to the Berkeley um, currents and weather conditions, but you can see the pattern of these these uh, currents as they affect the ionosphere current systems, the Pedersen and the Hall currents. Well, they'd used meters to check that there was current flowing in the atmosphere above. He theorized that the sun emitted a cathode ray and a corpse solace from which is known as a solar wind entered the Earth's magnetic field and created currents. Well, okay. You know, if you call the solar wind a electric current, then yeah, I I could buy that. But I I don't think anyone is calling the solar winds an electric current. They're calling it like muons or... uh, uh, gamma radiation or some some sort of particle light particle effect that's being emitted from the uh, sun okay enough on that wikipedia Um, a lot of times wikipedia is not very accurate okay there is a really interesting youtube Okay, Thunderbolt put out, the Thunderbolt Project put out a YouTube talking about filaments in nebulas. And one of the things that they said was that there's these, these uh, areas, like let's, let's talk about the Southern Cross. They, they pointed this out, that in the Southern Cross, they can see filaments of gas. And original thought was, is that when stars were forming, that planets would form around the stars in the gaseous debris around them. But when they studied the amount of of matter that was around the stars, they realized that there wasn't enough to form planets. And that disconcerned them. Um, And so the new theory, the electric universe says, is that the the, um, planets and the stars form from currents that are in filaments that are moving through these uh, nebulas. Okay, so, so there's matter out there, there's current, and there's plasma. And, the, and so what I think is going to happen, they, they, okay, so for, second of all, they said, okay, why is the filaments so wide. They couldn't explain why the filament out in, in these nebulas were so wide where the stars are forming. And they discovered and that 
the reason why is a current. There's current there that's explaining the wideness of the filament, which is explaining why the stars are forming because the stars are creating these plasmoids in areas of high current uh, and it's creating the Z-pinches that are forming the stars. And interesting enough, around these stars will be the possibility of planets forming as, um, uh, as they, they break off, as part of this matter is converted into planets. And basically then what you could say is a planet is a star in the making, just like our Earth is becoming a star at the quantum uh, and at the quark level. Now, that might surprise you very much that the Earth will become a giant Urim and Thummim or a great star, but it will. And so this pattern of how stars are born and how planets are born is the pattern that we will see uh, in the future as this Earth receives its celestial glory and it transforms from a terrestrial-based planet into a celestial-based planet and becomes a star, uh, uh, which would be likened unto a sea of glass of fire. It's just very fascinating to me uh, that, that uh, in terms of astronomy, we can understand the power and glory of God, but, but there's no separation in my mind between the two. And so the electric universe theory explains the new stars that are forming. And the prediction is that through the electric universe is that there will be bigger um, black holes discovered in space than they have in the past, even bigger in Cygnus or uh, Cyrus B. Cyrus B is a very big black hole, um, very big star. It's pulling in matter from the smaller Cyrus um, a star. Uh, one, I, in one of my books, I, I, I conjectured that possibly that Rigel, Cyrus B, and Cyrus A were um, the eye of Osiris, but um, difficult to understand. Maybe that was originally a pattern for the Saturn, Venus, Mars conju- uh, conjunction together before uh, Saturn and, and Jupiter switched places, which I'll, I can cover in another uh, podcast if you're interested. Okay, so I think that's enough on uh, the electric universe and how stars are formed and how planets are formed. But I will uh, be interested with AI how we start to discover many more stars as we start looking at these where young stars are uh, being created and finding around these young stars potential planets that may support life.